Hey, Jesus. Oh, I'm doing well. Great. Okay, cool. Yeah. You're giving me an option to do this episode? I have to decide right now? Uh, Easy. Sodom, Sodom and Gomorrah. Should I do it? Yeah, we want to do it in the butt. Why are you talking like that while he's on the phone? I'm just sorry. Jesus, I'm going to call you right back. <laughs> We're doing Sodom and Gomorrah. My claim to fame. I and did- she looks like a Gahora. Look at the gold dress, honey. Look at the gold dress. This oh, is a lot. No. Oh, you, okay, wait, listen. Thank you. Val does makeup. She helps me style and does like do the looks for the show. My mom saw the looks for the first two episodes. My mom was pissed. She was livid. She was like, Te parece como una muchacha de cabaret. De una burlesque. Like burlesque. I don't know. She was like, Te parece como un cuero. Cuero means like whore, oh. slut. Okay. So thanks, mom. mom. She's also a Seventh-day Adventist. She hates the show. Oh. Anywho, so today, before we get started on, uh, wait, what the, f- hold on, I didn't even open the show. Welcome to another episode of <laughs> Bible Stories with me, Brianda, Brianda, and joining me is the one, the only, Weezy. The cuero. <laughs> the cuero is right, numero uno, cuero. How do you say it? Cuero. Okay. For all my Latinas over there, for <laughs> Hispanic people. So before we hop into the gory, dirty, salacious story of Sodom and Gomorrah, I wanted to put a disclaimer out on this episode. I've been receiving a ton of DMs and messages uh, asking me about like, the scripture and wanting to have conversations about the scripture, which I think is totally fun. And I like to engage in that way. But anytime I see comments like, Oh man, now I don't need to go to Bible study. Oh, this is the best Bible study ever. Like anytime I see things like that, I get, I get uneasy. It's truly troubling because I repeat, I am not a biblical scholar. I swear I'm just a girl who's a Christian, who's read the Bible, who went on a horse podcast. I'm sorry, Horrible Decisions. I love the podcast. <laughs> Shout out. Um, and people liked it. I was just having fun. You know, I'm an actor. I'm a clown. I'm an entertainer. Please understand. And this is not to say that I don't do my work and I, and I don't try to be as accurate as possible and prepared on every episode because I do. But I just want to let everyone know, like, nothing beats actually reading the Bible with your own eyes, eyes to paper. If you want to get to know the word of God and if you want to get to know the Holy Bible, you're not going to get it on this show. The best way to do it always is by reading it. Ugh, we have to read. They're on YouTube right now. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, please. It's important. Listen, biblical scholars get things wrong all the time. I'm going to get things wrong. So I just, you know, when it comes to something as sacred and, and important as this, this is fun and great. And if you're supplementing it with actual like Bible reading, I'm game for it. Just know that that is how I feel. I don't want to mislead anybody. I, 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 I care about this, like having this platform as a response. I have a responsibility uh, to uphold and that's wicked important. And now let me start being boring and get to the butt stuff. So we got Sodom and Gomorrah. This is a story that is oftentimes skipped. Jesus did not even want me to do it. He said, do you have to? You have an option. And I said, do you have to? Do you have to? Do you have to in the butt? Okay, Alex, 
<laughs> Edit that out. No, keep it in. Um, okay, so we um, uh, 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 let me get let me get my notes really quickly. Yes, no, we're good. We're good. So Sodom and Gomorrah starts at Genesis chapter eighteen, where we have just left off uh, with the story of uh, Abraham, Sarah, Hagar, that whole bit. Now, Abraham and Sarah reside at, at this place called Mamar where they are visited by three people. Three visitors is what it w- was what they call it. Two of them were angels. Uh, and remember at the last episode when I was talking about the difference between an angel of the Lord and the angel of the Lord? Mm-hmm. Well, of these three visitors, two were an angel of the Lord and one was the angel of the Lord. You know what that means? That means God was in the room, baby, in the flesh. And anytime that happens... Ooh, what a gift. So the three visitors come and automatically Abraham sees them. He runs, he runs over to grab Sarah and says, oh, baby, put something on the stove. We got to clean everything, make the bed, clean the sheets, get the towels. We got important people coming. Come on. Um, so they come into, they bring them in. And you know, in the Bible, hospitality is super important. I cannot stress that enough. When you convey hospitality to uh, visitors, especially visitors of high status, that is almost as important as, you know, uh, making your bed, eating, drinking. It, it, in biblical times, it was just really important. Anywho, so these three visitors visit Sarah and Lot and they let them know that in a year's time, Sarah will in fact finally give birth to a baby. Isn't she like a hundred years old now? Mm-hmm. And they still say that she's going to give birth to a baby. And you know what she does when they say that? Hmm. She laughs. She goes, oh, well, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> and you know what the angel of the Lord says to Abraham? No, he goes, he goes, Abraham, did, did your girl just laugh at me? And Sarah, eavesdropping, meddling ass, look, hears, and she goes, no, 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 I swear, I, I didn't laugh. And the Lord looked at her and said, I saw that you did laugh. Then he goes back to Abraham and he goes, does she not know what I do? Does she not know what I'm capable of? Mm. That's important. It's just another, for me, it's just another example of how flawed Sarah is. She's doubtful. I don't know if it's because of old age, you know, when you're older and um, you've encountered so much disappointment and um, hurt and suffering, perhaps that makes you a little more jaded. Right. Who knows? I don't know. Take that however you will. But anywho, so... Uh, th- that that is where they're informed that in like a year's time you're going to have your kid. So as the three go to leave, God, the Lord, angel of the Lord, the incarnate, the incarnate God, goes to the angels and he asks, "Do you think? Do you think I should tell Abraham about what I'm about to do to Sodom?" Then the angels go off, but the Lord remains. The Lord, the angel of the Lord remains. And Abraham takes this opportunity to be like, whoa, I, I heard you talking about something about Sodom. What do you mean? What's going on? Let me get the exact scripture for you. God says in Genesis 18, chapter 20, the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is so great and their sin is so grievous 
that I will go down and see if what they have done is as bad as the country that has reached me. If not, I will know. Abe says in response, But wait, will you sweep away the righteous with the wicked? What if there are 50 righteous with the wicked? Will you really sweep it away and not spare the place for the sake of 50 people in it? Just a tidbit of information. I mean, Weezy, you already know the story because I've already told you. But for the listeners, you don't know the story. It's a fave. The reason why Abe is pleading with God kind of in this way, like, uh, are you sure? Well, what about if they're uh, righteous people? You don't want to burn them. <laughs> is because remember Lot from the the last episode, Abraham and Sarah? Remember Lot? Yeah. Lot lives in Sodom. We know that Abraham's family is super important. And Abraham is showing, you know, compassion. He's like, are you sure you want to do this? Um, you know, but he doesn't reveal it. So he's pleading. And God goes, he checks. He goes, nope, sorry. Not even 50. He goes, okay, wait. What about five less than 50? And God goes, 45? Yeah, no. Just check. None. 30? Nope. 20? Sorry, bro. 10? I'm about to leave. <laughs> God leaves. <laughs> and um, because God loves and appreciates Abraham in a very special way, we already know, he says, look, I'm going to spare you and your family. So God sends down two angels, two angels of the Lord, to the city of Sodom. And they go, the, these two angels go to the court square which I think I've said on Horrible Decisions, it's like, where is popping? Lower East Side. Exactly. And it's nighttime, and Lot sees him at the gateway in Sodom, and he sees these two angels. He knows that they're angels. He goes and he goes, hey guys, um, y'all have to come with me, please. Y'all cannot be out here, because he knows. He lives in Sodom. He knows what they do over there. And the guys, the, the, the two angels are like, uh, no, we're good, we'll just stay. He's like, no, please, it's urgent. I got stuff, five-star dining. My wife's got great boobs. Please, come on, let's go. The angels go, oh, okay, fine. I guess we'll go. So they go to Lot's house and they have this delicious meal that he had prepared because again, hospitality, big time in biblical, biblical, uh, hospitality is huge in biblical times is what I want to say. They didn't even get to go to bed when all of a sudden, they hear, doom, 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 doom. The whole town of Sodom is outside of Lot's house. Bang, 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 bang. Add an effects, something really scary and ominous there. <laughs> the whole town of Sodom, Sodom and Gomorrah is outside of his house. I'm talking people of all ages, young, old, doesn't matter. And they are yelling, they are screaming, hey, you! We saw you go outside there with those two guys. Bring them out. We want to get to know them carnally. Bring them out. Bring them out. Bring them out. Uh, uh. It's hard to do stuff with a something in your butt. Oh, Weezy. Sorry. Jesus. Okay, listen. Don't mind her. So at this moment, Lot is so scared because he knows he has these two sacred people in his house. He tries to shoo them off. He's like, please, not, to, not tonight, please. Pick another night, please. They go, no, we want them now. And if you don't bring them now, we're going to do something to you too. And he goes, wait, okay, let me bargain. Wait, what if I give you my two daughters? They're virgins. Take them instead. Now, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. 
The virgin daughters. He wanted to give up the daughters. Instead of the angels, yes. Now, I know that sounds terrible, because it is. I know it sounds gory. It sounds like you're about to say but. <sighs> we see. It's horrible. And this is just another moment in the Bible where we know it's not just it's not prescriptive it's descriptive it's depicting a very horrible act but at that time like i was saying before hospitality was something major like wearing a mask in 2021 you gotta do it even to the point where you give away your own daughters and at this time you know women women weren't seen as important as important you know there are other factors when relaying like what's happening what's actually occurring in the context within the context of the time that this was written okay uh, you can rewind that if you want to understand it more i know it's gross but he does offer up his daughters stay tuned it gets more gross so he offers the daughters the town say no and then the angels go, all right, listen, we ain't got time. We know our boss is about to burn this ish down. So you better tell your family, tell everyone you got to know. Y'all got like two minutes. Let's do this. So Lot goes and he goes and finds his son-in-laws. They were uh, promised to marry his daughters, but they weren't married yet. And he said, hey, guys, something's happening. You guys have to go with us. God is about to burn uh, the town, this whole city down because of immorality, wickedry, uh, idol worshiping, sexual immorality. And the, guess what the son-in-laws say to Lot? They laugh in his face and they say, you're joking, right? He's going to burn this city? <laughs> Impossible. And I want to take a moment to talk about this real quick for my little sinners listening. I, when I think of this, Wheezy. <laughs> no, she did not draw. She did not just turn her body to me. Sinners. <laughs> okay, listen. No, but seriously. So <laughs> the son-in-laws, this is super important. And I don't hear many people talk about it. But when I read it, that's like the, the when I was ready, when I was reading it again in preparation for this episode, I remember thinking, they said is it a joke? If someone comes at you panting and like, like, trust me, I know. I mean, he got the word from actually God himself. Like, what more knowledge do you need, right? Mm -hmm. It reminded me of when a doctor, let's say, tells someone with high blood pressure, hey, look, you can't eat um, no sugar, no fried foods, no high sodium, whatever, but they do it anyway or something. I mean, someone gives you a warning and they don't listen. There's something so deep about that. Like, if we don't heed warnings from those that know more than us, we're going to suffer the consequences every time, not just sometimes, every single time. And in that sense, it's, it's representative of every time we don't listen to those that know more than us. Maybe it's the ego. Maybe we like to feel like we know everything, which is impossible. There's always got to be someone smarter than you. Like, don't you want to learn more? Don't you want to know? I mean, yeah, that's why I'm here because we know I'm not the brightest crayon friend. <laughs> no, I, you're f***ing brilliant. Ooh, Margaret! <laughs> Anywho, so the, the son-in-laws don't go. They go bye-bye. Now, the angels take everyone by hand. We've got Lot, his wife, and his two daughters and the angels. They go and head outside of Sodom. The angels go, all right, listen, guys, it's already starting. I can smell the fire. Y'all head out. Whatever you do, don't look back. You have to keep going forward. Abraham was like, bet. 
cool. They're on their way. They go. They're on their way towards uh, um, Zor, uh, the mountains of Zor, to escape the fiery flames and the pellets of sulfur and all that jazz. And while they're walking, you know, Lot's kind of sad. That was his. That was his town. You know, he made so much money there. He was so much success. Did he pity them? You know, and all of a sudden, Lot's wife turns around. His wife defies what the angels told them to do. And she turns into a pillar of salt. A a pillar of salt. Like that was the punishment. She's, it's almost like, what does that, what does that salt even mean? What does that statue even mean? Kind of like Adam's apple with the thing and the child, painful child of birth. It's like these little, little uh, Easter eggs that God leaves, like little reminders of what happens. When they, when people that know that know more than you urge you to do something else, and but you defy it, here's a statue so you can look at it and be reminded of it every time you go to loop someone's booty hole. <laughs> Anyhow, fun to hear you say. So now it's Abraham and his two daughters. I'm, I'm pardon me. Now it's Lot and his two daughters, and they are in the mountains of Zor. And could you imagine they're seeing Sodom and the neighboring areas, nations engulfed in flames, seeing where you come from. Like for all they know, it's the end of the world. Now prepare yourself because the next several minutes are going to be disgusting. (laughs) Hey, I could have read this myself. (laughs) Okay. So in Genesis 19, um, uh, we got uh, uh, verse three. One day, the older daughter said to the younger daughter, our father is old and there is no man around here to give us children, as is the custom all over the earth. Let's get our father to drink wine and then sleep with him and preserve our family line through our father. What the Lot's daughters get him drunk and sleep with him. That's nasty. This is too much. No, listen, there's a reason why they rarely tell this story in the Bible. And it's because the lessons are hidden under so much. Right? Because we're really going to learn something from this. Right. I mean, I listen to Horrible Decisions every week on Mondays. (laughs) <laughs> anyway so it, it, as if as if this couldn't get any worse <sighs> the two daughters get pregnant by their father the eldest daughter births a child named moab the moabites and the youngest daughter births uh, a son named ben ben ami the Benemites. I didn't graduate college. I don't know words. This is why you got to read the Bible yourselves, guys. <laughs> but these, uh, those two characters end up being pretty important and they, they have their nations and stuff. But now I want to bring us to a summary because that's the end. That's the story of Sodom and Gomorrah found in the book of Genesis. And the moral of the story is there is no moral of the story. <laughs> It's just so wild, you know, um, and, and I'm going to choose, I'm going to um, heed 
the advice that other biblical scholars and like teachers do, like they don't really emphasize uh, or put too much emphasis on this part of the Bible, uh, to be quite honest, because it is so gory and, and vile. Um, but what I will say is, because I do my homework, I do think that there are ways to prepare ourselves for events outside of our control, like what happened at Sodom. You know, there's climate change, AI domination, a global pandemic. These are all things that were outside of our control. And sometimes events like these make us globally think about our own mortality. Now, I don't know about you, but mortality consciousness is a tool, if you want it to be, a tool to to live your life out loud, to be more free, to, to, to be more aware of, the, of the, the people that you love and know their importance and fix your perspective on things that can better your life as opposed to hinder it. And after I read this story in preparation for this episode, it made me think about how I view my family and friends and how I may view them on my last day. Like, how do I want my last few moments before I die to be like? And that sounds super morbid, and I don't mean it in a, in a, in a sad and glib way. I mean it like, what would I want my last day to be like? And what would I do with the time that I have here? What would those memories look like? Anyways, what would you think about on your last day? Hey, Jesus. Yeah, we just did the story. Mm-hmm. Sodom was wild. I can't believe that happened. Clear heels? Yes. Cold hoops? Yes. Dress? Yes. No, I'm not wearing a bra. I'm not working at the pyramid, God. I, I love you. I just gotta, I just gotta go. Uh, amen. Um, everybody rate and review this podcast because uh, who knows she may come down and get her please give it a five star review Jesus called me a whore tell Bri <laughs> tell Brianna what you want to hear next week <laughs> <laughs>